This is JFM Podcast. morning. Thank you for staying with us on J101.9 FM. And thank you again for joining us on the plenary. Today is the 16th day of April 2021. It's a holy day and a holy month. It's the month of Ramadan and uh, Muslim brothers and sisters are fasting. And of course, today is also Friday. So... It is perfect. A good day for you to conquer and do whatever you want to do, right? And um, thank you for joining us again on the program. My name is Doris Izang, and of course, I've got Pasak Fanap right here. Yeah, well, uh, my name is Pasak so... You're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, we'll we just try to fix that. Uh, we apologize for that. So, can, can we go again? Pasak, good morning. Yeah, well, good morning. Okay, I can hear myself. Yes, <laughs> apologize for that. Yeah, well, I really want to say apologies. You know, yesterday I couldn't make it on the show in the evening. Um, and lots of people send me texts and call me, you know. Uh, for me, I, I always, you know, uh, I always say that as, as a poet, as someone um, who likes to, you know, explore, I always say that death is disrespectful, you know. Mm. I just, you know, you get together with your friend and, you know, one moment you get a call that, you know, your friend is gone and you can't just, you know, uh, process, you know, things, how to, uh, if if it were in the case that maybe your friend was sick, you know, you raised money to support him or her, uh, or they needed you most, but this a situation that, I mean, that was, everything is going well and mm-hmm. just for the next meeting, you know, um, next meeting, uh, minute, sorry, uh, you it's hear gone. that, you know your friend is gone I, so. I want to take this time to condole the friends and families um, even the associate associate of uh, the late architect David Bangiji I know he's very very uh, tough yesterday my one of my uh, dear friend was very very emotional and I don't know how you know things just rub out you mm. know on me and uh, it was very difficult but uh, you know it's we can conquer you know of course and it's you know, Doris, I always say that uh, the issue of cultism, cultism, but this one really struck me. Hmm. It, it is it's like a blow, uh, you know, to my chest. It's just, just like, you know, daring me, you know, do your words and things like that. So it's, it's very, yeah, it's very... Our condolences to you and, yeah. of course, the family. Thank you. And, and uh, you know, this morning... Uh, <laughs> You know, the whole rumor about uh, Sheikh Issa Pantami. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning I was watching Tafsir. <laughs> it's something that I love to do during Ramadan. I yeah. love listening to a lot of uh, Tafsir. Messages. I had two, yeah, this mm-hmm. morning. And uh, just on the way to the office, you know, Sheikh Pantami started his own, you know, very, uh, you know, he's a very thought-provoking Islamic cleric and even a scholar that even both Christian and Muslims, you know, will, will find some of his ideas really interesting. So I'm saying this out because uh, that you should make one effort, you know, to understand another human being based on their beliefs, their ideologies, uh, their perspective towards life. If you are an evangelical Christian, you know, try as much as possible to meet a Pentecostal Christian. If you are an evangelical Christian, meet, you know, a a Sunni Muslim or a a Tijaniya Muslim or a Salafi, whatever it is, mm. you know, just uh, for our humanity to understand that, look, we are all one. 
is just uh, the difference of ideas and you know perspective and the cultures that uh, you know we've raised into that uh, makes us different. But you know, in, in the true sense of the word, we're all one. So I'll say Ramadan Karim, I'm Ramadan right. Mubarak, and I want to thank uh, all the people that you know are taking their time, you know, to meet each other and you know have conversation. And you can even invite your friends for iftar. Exactly. Uh, you know, break of uh, the fast that's in the evening and just you know get to know them i'm i'm all out for peace that is just the essence that of what why i'm saying this you know we need to make our society and communities peaceful exactly it is very important at this moment and we say thank you so much for that encouragement now let's look at the reality of nigeria today another heartbreaking news yesterday we we got the news that inflation rates has again increased and that is the highest in four years and we have the headline inflation standing at 18.17 percent food inflation at 22.95 percent and i mean experts see that the headline inflation could rise to 20 percent very soon if nothing is done and you just see that okay how much the average nigerian how much does he or she earn and spend on day-to-day um, needs for food it is just sad that instead of going higher or instead of the standard of living improving it's like we're going downwards and what can be done as at this point is the question i keep you know that keeps ringing in my head I, I think it's just sad. I think the president should sack the minister of uh, finance and the CBN governor because they are incompetent and they've shown their ineptitude. Uh, if we're going to go by the revelation of the governor of uh, uh, Edo State, uh, Godwin Obaseke, that mm-hmm. the federal government printed 50 to 60 billion uh, naira for FACA location, uh, just to support this governor's laziness that control 48% of our country's resources, uh, while they produce absolutely nothing, you know, at the end of the day, uh, based on uh, their own, uh, in their respective uh, state. And it goes to show that, you know, something should be done about the economy of this, you know, country. Uh, because, um, I mean, some people will think that printing money is good, but it's only the government that has the right to print money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but the government, you know, prints money under special circumstances. It's not just, you know, anyhow, like I was explaining to you that money is created out of nothing. Exactly. It's just out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so the government should create or should encourage economic activities within the economy uh, to stimulate economic growth and progress because our food is one of the most things that humans need. And if there's inflation on, on it, it shows, you know, grave danger. I, I was reading a report, I think, from one UN agency. They're saying that uh, kids in the Northeast, there's uh, a fear of uh, starvation and even hunger, uh, you know, in the Northeast. And look at how this thing is blowing because once people cannot afford what their bodies need, you know, to thrive, then, I mean, it's malnutrition. And, you know, you don't know uh, what are the causes, what is going to, you know, cause overall on the uh, mass, you know, on, on in the general public, like we say in this country. So it, it's very worrying. I think the president should do something very drastic, uh, you know, to rescue our, our economy. Because if, you know, price of food in, and goods in the, in, in the market goes high, the poor man cannot afford. One, how much is a mood of rice, for example? How much is a cup of, you know, gari? Can a poor man, you know, afford that? Hmm. It is sad. Now, let us just give you an update. I mean... <laughs> 
Well, we all know that resident doctors have suspended their strike. Passan is still on strike. Jusun is still on strike. And just recently, we, we got the news that NAVDAC workers, well, health workers uh, at NAVDAC have actually threatened to go on strike. They are actually on a seven-day warning strike at the moment. And at the NPA, Nigeria Port Authority also have their own saga, and workers are threatening to go on strike. Which way? What is happening? Well, House of Reps have promised to actually resolve parliamentary staff pending issues soon, and that is according to Femi Bajabi Amila, who is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and he assured that the pending issues raised by the Parliamentary Staff Association of Nigeria National Chapter, that's PASAN, will soon be resolved. And um, he also said, well, let's just cap, like I said earlier, that uh, PASAN members had embarked on a nationwide strike after tabling some demands, among which they are um, demanding the implementation of uh, financial autonomy. And that is the struggle today. I also know that governors have met concerning this uh, uh, issues and they have promised that they are not against the financial autonomy and that they are doing all they can to make sure it is gazetted maybe, and implemented. Maybe they should ask what the <laughs> governor of Plato State said and chairman of Northern exactly. Governors you know, Forum. <laughs> uh, for example, Femi and Miela has you know, shown to be a very fine lawmaker and, you know, uh, a very reasonable leader, you know, in our country. He was the one who went personally to the office of the National Association of Resident Doctors, you know, to plead with them to say, please, you know, call off your strike. We're going to talk. I look at the steps he has taken. Uh, when Asu was on strike, he threatened that if the federal government or executive doesn't, you know, heed to the demands of Asu, then the House of Representatives, you know, uh, will not go ahead with the rituals, you know, the budget. That's, that was, you know, before the budget uh, was passed. At the time, you know, there were strong rumors in the air that he was about to get impeached mm -hmm. because the powers and principalities, you know, didn't like oh, that I move, you know, uh, at the time. So I, I think that, and it's, it's very unfortunate, you know, uh, that we're in a society that people who uh, seem to be diligent and hardworking and smart uh, in the job that they do don't get, you know, don't deserve, you know, leadership. Because if you ask someone, they'll say, family, they'll say, ah, this one is Tinibu's uh, boy. And, you know, I'll ask, I'll say, who is, you know, Tinibu? He's a human being with flesh and blood, just like Femi. And if he has, you know, uh, shown his competence to run for the president, you know, of this country, and uh, maybe both of them compete and uh, mental capacity, whatever, all the capacities that is needed and Femi Bajabia Mila, you know, are surpassed in the book, then so be it. But in our society, you find intelligent people succumbing, succumbing themselves to make stupid arguments, you know, really stupid and nonsensical arguments and promoting it and confusing, you know, the minds of people. And you tell me you want to get better in our society. I think we should have a rethink. But I would say shout out and big up uh, to uh, Right Honorable Femi Bajabia Mila for resolving even the uh, crisis between the federal yes. government and the resident, resident doctors, doctors and the comment that he's making right now is show, he has shown that he is a leader and he's going to them they are not coming to him you know my he's going to he was the one who personally went to the office of the uh national association of resident doctors you know and and say please you know whatever it is call of the strike i promise give you my word that we're going to look into it as lawmakers 
Okay, still talking about um, <laughs> strike actions. Again, legislative aid protests non-payment of salaries. Some legislative aid to federal lawmakers staged a peaceful protest on Tuesday to demand unpaid salaries and allowances. The lawmakers had just resumed plenary after a three-week Easter break this week, and the aides positioned at the lobby between both chambers of the National Assembly and held placards and chanted words asking lawmakers and the clerk of the National Assembly or Latunde or Joe to pay salaries and allowances. The clerk, they said, have failed to pay salary arrears, minimum wage, implement consolidated legislative salary structure, duty to allowances, among others. Now, we should also note that this is actually not the first time the legislative aides are protesting. In 2019, they also uh, protested the same problem of non-payment of salaries. I mean, what is happening to the Amit one led ninth assembly. Well, maybe you should apologize to <laughs> Olubukola Saraki. Uh, all the insults, you know, uh, against Saraki at the time, but you never heard of, you know, industrial action by the workers, you know, in the National Assembly, and it shows, uh, you know, distinction and leadership. There's uh, different, the difference is clear, uh, just like uh, we say around here, the mm-hmm. difference is uh, very clear. But again, you know, this issue should be uh, resolved. Maybe the next you know, uh, workers that will here will be on strike will be our staff in Asso Rock. They'll say, yeah, it's shame, we, you know, we're on strike too because we've never, we've not gotten, you know, this or that allowance, for example. All right, if you're just joining us, this is the plenary and Doris Izang is here. Fanap is also here. We've yeah. got a guest and the theme for today is just basically looking at the state of the legislature and we would be having some robust uh, discussion with our guest today. But before we start, let us see this coming from the Senate. It says, Senators divided over Food Reserve Agency Bill. The Senate, well, recently this week at plenary passed a bill seeking to establish the National Food Reserve Agency for Food security despite the disagreement over its powers by senators. Now before the bill was passed, senators engaged in a heated debate over the powers of the National Assembly to legislate on the establishment of the agency. However, the bill saw the light of the day when the president, Ahmed Lawan, ruled in favor of the proponents. Now the bill was passed after the Red Chamber considered the report of its Committee on Agriculture and Rural Development chaired by Abdullahi Adam. Now, in his re- uh, presentation, his presentation, Adamu said, when established, the agency would implement the overall national food reserve policy to ensure a reliable supply of designated commodities in the country. And I say, in a reality of what is happening, our economic reality, I mean, this bill is out. But what is most concerning is that senators disagree over its past at this stage how is that how is that possible that you do not know your jurisdiction when it comes to legislation that you are not sure whether or not you have the power to legislate over food insecurity in the country what does that say about our senators do they really know what what they are to do there is you know i would say most of the political class in our country are you know primitive and um, with due respect you know to our guests uh, here because I, I i do not understand the basic uh, i think it's karl marx who said that uh, there's essential of life 
uh, I, I don't think it's Abraham Maslow, you know, uh, the hierarchy of needs, you know, food, shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest one is, you know, self-actualization. I don't know if I'm getting them in the right uh, order, order uh, for example. And if you look at, you know, the people who gave us this democracy from Greece, they debated over virtually everything from philosophy to, you know, virtually everything. What makes life meaningful and pleasurable i think food is one of the essential uh things and but for them you know to you know debate on that well <laughs> it just shows you the quality of those who you know elected to lead us all right let us get to meet our guest he is no stranger here he is the member representing lantang north central state constituency in person of daniel nambolistic and um, he is also the chairman, House Committee on Health. Good morning, and we are glad to have you again on the program. It's been a while, though. Yeah, good morning. Thank you so much. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. All right. Well, glad to have you. Let us, um, before we ask, well, the question I am so itching to ask you, we'd like to know. Do you think this debacle between or among senators, do you think is necessary? Does um, legislator, the legislator have jurisdiction or restriction when it comes to legislation? There are areas, are there areas, legislators, both state and national, do they have um, jurisdiction of legislation? Are there um, bans, for example? Yes. Um, When it comes to legislature the national they legislate over everything but at the state um, level there is what we call an um, exclusive um, list um, the state legislators don't um, legislate with um, complete powers on exclusive list sometimes when you carry out activities like that you move such motions to your um, uh, superiors at the National um, Assembly. Take, for instance, if a state is um, carrying out a um, legislature on um, minerals, that falls under the exclusive um, list. There are things that um, you don't conclude. You send it and then follow up at the National. Um, take, for instance, the state is um, talking regarding um, insecurity. Um, it falls within the... You cannot just say you are legislating at state level, giving the governor the power to take some decisions when it comes to security issues. You will make such um, suggestions, but um, you forward it to the to the national. Hmm. When it comes to um, constitutional amendment at state level, you know those things, you only make your own. So, But at the national, they have um, a power to do all those things. But some of us that are biased, looking at what um, happened, it doesn't mean that those um, debating, that no need for this, uh, some of them some of them were right. I, I hold to, to the reasoning of some of those um, um, senators. What are we trying to say? There are uh, 101 um, agencies that if you are not careful, their activities will overlap one another. These agencies that we are having, um, um, what have they been doing? What have they been doing? Um, you see, sometimes we put up um, uh, bills based on maybe I want to sort out 
one of my political allies. Mm. Let me create this agency and put him the chief um, executive. Are we really sure we will um, perform in these um, new agencies that mm. we are? There are existing agencies that have similar uh, uh, functions, objectives, whereby if we put them, livestock is there, other, so many agencies. If we are talking about food security, I know that we have many agencies under Ministry of Agriculture. There are research institutes. There are those that are responsible for production. There are those that are responsible for research. There are those that are responsible different kind of work. How have we um, um, equipped those places? How have we managed those places? So, not that this is copy and paste. Mm. I know it's real copy and paste. We know that Rwanda, Uganda, all these people, they have um, food agencies. Mm. But um, we are just copying and pasting in this country. Um, it's, it's very sad. It's a good thing, but what are we going to achieve with it when existing ones have not been equipped properly? Mm. Why call for a new one that may may have an overlapping function with an existing um, agency. Mm. That is my own bias. I'm not saying that is not a good thing, but I've observed it. I've taken time to, to look at it. Mm -hmm. But that is my own personal observation and my own opinion. Mm. All right. Let us come home now to our own problems here in the state. Um, just this week, we had a press release from the Speaker of the House of Assembly, Right Honorable Abog Nuhua Ayuba, saying that um, the tenure of management committees of Burkinladi, Riyom just south and just north local government council has been extended for another period of two months and is effective from the 12th of April. And um, I asked the question, why have we, well, we've always been asking the question, why can we not um, carry out elections, right? And, um, but the question right now is, we all know that Passan has shut down activities and barricaded the Plateau State House of Assembly. And this press statement says that this uh, resolution came about after the House executive session and that the action became necessary to avoid creating a vacuum in the government of the local government council following the inability of the Plateau State Independence Electoral Commission to conduct election in the aforementioned local government areas. Is, is, does the House rule now allows for executive sessions to hold outside the premises of the House of Assembly? And were you there? Did all lawmakers partake in this to come up with this resolution? Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. First and foremost, um, I've been one among those that um, is against the extension or I'm, I'm against what is unconstitutional. Section 7 of the Nigerian Constitution as uh, altered um, 1999. We are all aware of what Section 7 is saying. Section 7 is talking about democratically elected government at that grassroots level. We've debated on this matter several times at the plenary. We've done all those things. And um, one thing with um, um, legislature is that um, whether you make your points clearly, um, it's very, very unfortunate that the ruling party will just um, raise their hands and tell you that um, um, the majority have their, their way, while the minority are saying the right thing. 
as somebody from the PDP block, irrespective of my political party, but I've said it and I've quoted the session more than five times at plenary. But all what we've seen is that the ruling party, they are just bent to do what will satisfy their political program. I am the one saying that. Mm. If, you, if you really want to hold to some of these excuses, we've said it. Why can't we clap for the progress of the security that we are enjoying on the plateau? If really we said security is the issue that is making up us to conduct an election in Riom, and then security what is making us not to conduct election in some of those places and then we've conducted a general election in these places and then i've also said it and i'm calling i say to um sorry may he so rest in perfect peace honorable uh, metala i say to let's see whether election will be conducted in just not or not the by-election that may come up mm. yes we are holding to that because some of us we have to analyze critically you must do a, the logical reasoning the logical thinker everybody you need to bring it on board let's see whether that excuse will come on board again if these elections will be conducted general election was conducted but out of this four local government the excuse has been insecurity insecurity fine and good but when are we going to celebrate the progressive uh, security achievement that we've gotten so that we conduct this election and and showcase it that this is the progress we've gotten so we are waiting to see whether um, that will be sent to 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 INEC that there is insecurity in, in just no that was why election is not conducted so we are waiting for that um in the other way um anywhere legislators can can sit as far as the mess is there we have different types of um, sessions there is what we call the the plenary where you you debate and even in the plenary there is a time that when the mess there is a way we always if, it, if it's at the lower arm there is a way you can just um, play around but there is a level that when the mess is at the upper arm, there are things that you don't dare do. These are rules and regulations that you will be trained before you come to the house. Mm-hmm. That is why sometimes if you see the mess at the lower arm, you don't call the speaker the speaker again. You call him Mr. Chairman. At mm-hmm. that time, you can shake, you can leave your seat, you can do different kind of things. Mm-hmm. You can do things more of like an informal way of doing things. But mm-hmm. once that mess it's gets up. back to the upper arm, mm-hmm. you go back to serious critical business. Mm-hmm. So once the mess is there and that arrangement is there, whether in this station, as far as the mess is there, you take resolutions. As far as you form the quorum, the rules are there, everything. If you could recall, there was a time that renovation was going on on the plateau where they were doing the sitting, the mess was there. Okay. And then when it comes to executive session, we've been doing executive ses- sessions even before this uh, person and strike. Okay. We've been doing executive sessions. Sometimes we meet at the deputy's um, speaker's um, house. Sometimes we meet at the, dip, uh, at the speaker's um, guest house. Sometimes we meet even in a hotels sometimes we meet as far as legislature is something that even at night they will just um, you will just get a call <laughs> legislature is very funny in a manner that you don't even sleep you don't even blink okay. you are carrying you are representing people so at any time you could be called but this one i want to say yes um some members met and one thing with but the question did they form a quorum yeah one thing with legislature is that if the ruling party as far as the number is concerned. Because that is why we've kept telling them that this thing is not party issue again. We are representing Plateau people. Keep your party sentiment aside and let's face Plateau. So all these things, at the end of the day, you will see that that party, that party wave must definitely come in. Mm -hmm. If a legislator is not careful, that political party influence will over 
shadow his um, decisions. Mm. So as a, as a person, I didn't participate in the executive session. Why? Because even at plenary, you debated and made the appropriate um, constitutional provision, mm-hmm. and by raise of hands, you were defeated. Then why should I go for an executive session that I know by 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 decision there I will still be be defeated? So if you could recall again in some of the plenary sessions, I we had a walkout yeah. because at the end of the day you will see that these things are not sweet and you are representing people. Mm. Definitely by that workout as you protest. So some of us protested against it that we don't belong to this extension extension because it's undemocratically accepted. And um, what are you going to tell your people? I'm not from Josal, I'm not from uh, Riom, I'm not from uh, Barkinlady, I'm not from... But I am representing the good people of Plateau State. And I, I, I have to do the rightful thing. Mm. We've said our own, we've made our voices clear, our voices have been heard. But we were defeated by what? By majority. Mm. Is the majority doing the rightful thing? No. So that is why we are calling that next time, people should be careful on how you get people that will will represent you. So the executive session held quite all right. Yes, mm-hmm. I, 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 I know the executive session held. Those that were there had similar opinion. Mm-hmm. So resolutions will come out from executive resolution can come out at any, I'm the one saying it, the rules are there as far as the clerk of the house is there, the, 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 the honorable members are there. Resolutions will be done. We've done a lot of, sometimes you will see us as if we, we are going to hold plenary properly. After, yeah, after executive session, with you just mm. see us with left and you see the resolution will be will be used. Mm. So these things, they happened really, but I'm against it as a person. Thank All you. Right now, you can call us 0905 You can also go to our Facebook page www.com facebook.com forward slash jfm just and leave your comments we'd like to hear from you time is running out but we have lots of things also to discuss among which is um we know that of course you've been following the covid19 realities and vaccination has started uh, schools resumption you held workshops here and there sensitization we just want to get a, an update because we know you are at the forefront of these things what is happening school we've not thankfully have not heard of any surge in infections in schools does that mean everything is going on well schools are handling it right and what is the state of vaccination in the state right now yeah thank you again and again and again the state of vaccination on the plateau um to me is satisfactory the last um, oversight we conducted um i had to do it um, with few other people you know in our oversight we also need um, staff and person is on um, strike <laughs> so we had to do it the way we did the oversight myself and the the deputy chairman mm-hmm. Alajiaya Mavo we conducted this um, oversight just the two of us you know you have to be transparent and um, accurate in mm-hmm. what you are doing with what we've seen on the field excellent we were in Wase, we, we we checked some places we are in Lanta we checked some places we were in Pangshin we checked some places you got so all the word all the word on the platform they have the 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 antigen that is the vaccines okay. they have it and the storage equipment are available we've seen it and then the training of the personnel to conduct this um, exercise they are there the only problem we are facing is that you know 
um, uh, the public, what the public is doing. Personally, I like some, but some are not. Um, um, they are not scientific, but some of the the reactions of the public, I mean, support of it. You will hear somebody will, will tell you that uh, you know some even made it as a comedy that uh, Nambol, you are disturbing us. Did you give us palliative during uh, <laughs> lockdown, and now you want us to take a um, vaccine? Yeah, the vaccine we are saying is good when you are vaccinated. Um, when we are not saying if you are vaccinated, you will not get uh, COVID-19 again. You will catch COVID, but when you catch COVID, the rate at which it will deal with you to be milder compared to the person that is not vaccinated. We are calling on our, we are advocating and calling on our uh, elder statement. Those 60 years and above should should take it. You know, these stages, those in the uh, airport, those in the filling station, mm. those in the land port, those in the seaport, um, security personnel. Uh, aged people, frontline health workers, they are the ones that will, will get this. And the last record that uh, was shared with me, of which I've not um, checked again, because the committee clerk is the one to give us all these correspondences. And then I don't need to disturb him because of the, the, the strike. Mm-hmm. We do some of those things ourselves. So you can see the teamwork, you can see how this thing is affecting us too. We can't work without them. So um, the last over 50,000 people have been vaccinated on the... In Plato, yeah, yeah, interesting person. Yeah. Over 50,000 people oh, have been vaccinated that's nice. on the Plato. All right, let's hear from you now. Hello, good morning. Good morning, how are you doing? We're fine, and you? Yeah, I'm doing great. What's your name and where are you calling us from? It's Abraham Douglas. I'm calling from to the weather. You've got 30 seconds, let's hear you. Yeah, you see, when there is a problem... A leader is one that provides solutions to that problem. And so when you don't have solution to problems, then you become part of the problem. And so the issue here is what solutions, for example, have our leaders have been able to provide to this nation? You know, they can be a native more complex. We are talking about inflation right now. Why should the country, you know, start uh, print money just like that when they know the consequence of doing that. Don't we have educated economics in this country any longer? Since we know what printing money will result, inflation, it happens everywhere in the world. So there are rules and regulations with which money... Okay, when you call us, please try and make your comment or question very concise because you are on a timeline, okay? So thank you for your call. Hello, good morning. All right, do call us back, 09055666699 or 09098848848. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hello, good morning. Good morning. I'm calling you from the All right, let's hear you 30 seconds very quickly. Yes, I Okay. Network is not friendly, but you can still call us. Um, taking comments on uh, Facebook right now. Pasak. Yeah, we have this Dimas Balai saying, unfortunate, unfortunate, uh, and unfortunate indeed that a governor who is democratically elected will deny some certain people uh, their civil rights uh, to elect their leaders. Governor Lalong, this is how you will be remembered. This is how you want to be remembered. Remember, Bruno Adama and Kaduna State had their local government election uh, despite the insecurity. Why do we have House of Assembly if the governor can do as if as he wishes? Uh, Dashe and Nimjul is saying, Plateau State, under the government, I think they are up to something. They speak of the House needs to be impeached and House of Assembly in Nigeria should be scrapped because all of them are not performing. 
uh, they uh, talk more and walk less. All right, we'll take a pause. Hello, good morning. Are good you morning, there? my sister. How are you? Good morning. We're fine. What, your name and where you're calling us from in 30 Yeah, seconds. my name is Bob. All right, let's hear you. Yeah, um, it's like nobody is worried about the money donated from federal level and state level. Money contributed during this uh, vaccine of uh, not even vaccine, during the time of this disease. Many, many put donated money at state level and federal level. And federal are not giving us account of those money donated. Even at state level, they are not giving us account on those money donated. Up to now, nobody is talking about it. So can, can you tell us the position of that money? Either at federal level or state level. Thank you very much. Because I remember many banks donated so, so heavy money. Thank you for being a part of the show. We'll now leave our guest to respond to some of these questions and comments made as he also updates us of what is happening in Lantang. Yeah, um, money is donated by partners, donated by philanthropists and others where it lies based on our knowledge on the plateau, I will say we conducted an oversight on these um, monies. Um, one thing uh, regarding what people are reacting now, we, as a person, I know that um, the present um, ruling party, the manifesto, the mantra was more of like, um, we will solve insecurity, we will solve economic problem, we will do blah, 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 and the rest. Excellent. The masses gave their vote. I'm still calling and advocating as a Democrat, saying that um, they should own to their manifesto. Let's see results on ground. I, I have to support that as somebody who has found himself in a government. We are calling and um, um, agitating, saying let those um, sweet manifesto presented be implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation rate is very, very high. Um, and that is why we are saying the ruling party should take charge. We have solutions. If you are molding solutions, you see somebody is talking about um, a solution. If you mold the solution and you give out your solution, if it's not implemented, um, definitely somebody may have his own um, ideas. We are legislators. It does not mean that we are not contributing. We debate. The highest number of um, uh, debates, if you analyze it on the plateau, we, we've molded solutions and we've given it to the executive arm of um, government. We've molded solutions regarding human resources. We've molded solutions regarding infrastructure. We've molded solutions regarding um, not only uh, f- uh, the, the, the road infrastructure. Thank you, sir. Every distance. So, yeah. Our time. Yeah, we really you. have so much. We know that we need to hear from you, but we've got other days to have you back again. Thank so you. thank you for being a part of the show. And I would like to say a big happy birthday to our very own Renny Mo. And um, as you go about your day today activities, just stay healthy. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.